The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What up, world? Welcome on all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on The Ocho. It is Sunday, December 27th, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and we hope that you and yours had a very Merry Christmas. It is our official post-game show, our Dallas Cowboys post-game show here at Blogging the Boys and the Dallas Cowboys victory. Victorious for the third week in a row. The Dallas Cowboys taking down the Philadelphia Eagles 37-17, to the final score at AT&T Stadium. Perhaps the last game in the building for 2020. The Cowboys fell down early to Philly, 14-3. It looked really dark, especially after a big touchdown from Deshaun Jackson. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, but the Cowboys managed to hold on, regroup. Uh, we found out as the Fox broadcast started the second half when Shannon Spake told us that Mike McCarthy smashed some watermelons again on Saturday night and clearly that was effective and you look at it that that watermelon smashing it's become kind of a meme and kind of a joke but the Cowboys did that before they faced the Minnesota Vikings that was a few weeks ago obviously that was their first game out of the bye in this stretch since the Cowboys have returned from their bye they have won four of six games the only two losses coming at home on Thanksgiving Day to the Washington football team when it looked like this season was over obviously Washington and Dallas both still squarely in the hunt for the NFC East title and then they lost, uh, you know, about two weeks later on the road against the Baltimore Ravens, who were beginning their ascension back to the top of the NFL's offensive order. And so, um, do we believe in this Cowboys team? Do we um, do we think that they can do a lot? I don't know. I think that you know we've we've gone back and forth. Team tank, team win the NFC East. You, you play to win. You focus on the next year. There's all sorts of takes. There's all sorts of mantras. There's all sorts of beliefs. I think ultimately, you know, we're all rooting for fun. We're all rooting for interesting stories. We're all rooting for uh, things to be wild and things to be crazy. And that is certainly the case. The Dallas Cowboys will play theoretically you know, 16 full competitive games where everything was on the line. They have not been mathematically eliminated. They, again, are still alive in the NFC East. You know who is not alive, though? The Philadelphia Eagles. The Dallas Cowboys ended the Philadelphia Eagles season on Sunday afternoon at AT AT&T Stadium. That's right. The Eagles now with only four wins with only one game left, even though the Cowboys will need some help from them. The Philadelphia Eagles are officially done and will have to look forward to 2021 when their quarterback will either be Jalen Hurts full-time or Carson Wentz, who knows, 
There's a lot to get into as it uh, as it relates to this game. Again, so many things happen. Let's start. The first uh, highlight to show you here, if you're watching on YouTube, Deshaun Jackson did indeed have an 81-yard touchdown. Jalen Hurts finds him uh, about six minutes left in the first quarter. Just absolutely roast Cheetah Bay Wuze. Cheeto had absolutely no chance. This is the type of thing that we've grown accustomed to seeing, unfortunately, from Deshaun Jackson. He has uh, gotten the better end of the Cowboys for a long time. Over a decade, Deshaun Jackson has been trolling the Cowboys now with multiple quarterbacks in multiple home stadiums. Deshaun Jackson has had success. I'll give it to him that at least this time he remembered to score the touchdown and not fumble the ball right in front of the goal line. Let's keep on. Let's get to some more happy highlights. Michael Gallup, who was in contention for our star of the game, his first touchdown was a beauty as the second quarter began, getting the Cowboys back in the mix, narrowing the margin 14-10. to Michael Gallup, like I said, look at that elite camera work from Fox. We'll talk about that in a second. Michael Gallup, though, quickly got to work. He had a big gain a little bit after that. A few minutes later, look at this, starting at his own 35, running down the sideline, a bunch of Eagles chasing him. Michael Gallup doing all the work, doing all the work, doing all the work. And then speaking of work, you know, the Cowboys, as we all know, they like to feed Ezekiel Elliott. This was later on that possession. The Cowboys trailing 14 to 10. And Ezekiel Elliott, there's no video of this. So apologies. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see our freeze frame image. It looked like Ezekiel Elliott, who had a really great game, really looked like he scored on this play. This is a bad angle. It's from the TV copy. But to me, to my you know naked eye, it looks like Ezekiel Elliott is over the line. I think that that's a touchdown for Zeke. Mike McCarthy did not challenge this. The Cowboys wound up settling for a field goal, narrowing the margin 14 to 13. Um, they would ultimately start their climb back and their ferocious climb back. In fact, let's get to that climb. Another Michael Gallup touchdown here at the end of the first half. Andy Dalton not even messing around, just looking right for him. And Michael Gallup Again, just a superstar, a true wide receiver one. The Cowboys have three of them. Dalton Schultz, as you can see, very happy for his teammate. This was a phenomenal performance by Michael Gallup. And look at that camera. Fox with the quick camera work. That is really, really, really nice to see. I hope we get more of this. Obviously, you got a lot of eyeballs because this was the Cowboys and Eagles game of the day. Let's move on. CeeDee Lamb in the second half, getting things started. Andy Dalton just finding him and absolutely gorgeous. CeeDee Lamb, the Philadelphia Eagles wanted him. The Dallas Cowboys ended up with him. His first of two touchdowns on the day right here. Again, this gave the Cowboys the lead. They would never look back because, well, the offense started to really kind of click and really sing in unison. Let's take another look at this C.D. Lamb touchdown, though, right? Oh, my gosh. Just... I mean, this this Eagles secondary is bad, and that should be said for full context with everything, but CeeDee Lamb on fire early and often in this game. Amari Cooper, though, let's take a look at his big play here. Amari, just one of the filthiest route runners in the NFL. It's hard to understand how players even have success against him. Almost scored right here. Put the brakes on. Look at that. Amari Cooper, just a thing and a work of beauty. Congratulations to Amari. Congratulations to everybody involved. Finally, our last highlight, Anthony Brown with a nice interception. Got burned early on. Had a bad moment but Anthony Brown this you know I tweeted that this iced the game that wasn't quite necessarily the case but this really went a long way in uh in determining the outcome the Cowboys would go on to score another touchdown like I said a, a handoff to CeeDee Lamb that he took to the house but the Cowboys winning 37 to 17 the final score 513 total offensive yards for the Cowboys to 477 for the Eagles a combined let's do this quick math here 990 right is that right this was the most yardage that the Cowboys and Eagles have ever combined for in their long-standing rival 
rivalry, 7.8 yards per play for the Cowboys to the 6.7 for the Eagles. This was a great performance from the Cowboys, but defensively not their finest hour, even though they did hold the Eagles to 17 points. Shout out, of course, to Dick LeBeau. Uh, three turnovers for the Eagles. Mentioned the Anthony Brown one. Randy Gregory uh, had himself a day. We'll get there in a moment. And only one turnover on the day for the Cowboys. Andy Dalton just trying to do a little bit too much. you got to make those throws if you're Andy Dalton, and he didn't, and he threw an interception when he was trying to target CeeDee Lamb. 30 minutes and 38 seconds, time of possession for the Cowboys. It was really just kind of a well-rounded game. Andy Dalton balled out. Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb. When this season started, we thought we would be saying this week in and week out. We talked about them all going for 1,000 yards, Team 40-burger and all that stuff, and obviously that has not been the case, but this felt this really did feel like the peak of the Cowboys' offensive powers, and it's very interesting that this happened this week of all weeks. If you have been following the story, we've been covering it for you at bloggingtheboys.com. Boise State is looking for a new head coach, and obviously Kellen Moore is one of the greatest players, people ever associated with that program's history, and so there is some thought that current Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen Moore could be in line to becoming the new head coach at Boise State University. It would really suck to see the Cowboys lose Kellen Moore, but it would be an awesome story for football in general, college football especially, and really just life in general. Uh, But you look at it, 513 total offensive yards for Kellen Moore's offense with Andy Dalton at quarterback, no disrespect intended. That is a high mark of achievement. And so um, I don't know. I don't know if the Cowboys are going to lose Kellen Moore, but it sure seems like it is definitely possible. Uh, But that is a future problem. Right now, we are focusing on the here and now. The Dallas Cowboys, again, well in contention for the NFC East. Chris says, Dallas took advantage of what Philadelphia gave them. I totally agree. Jimmy says, Andy Dalton played well enough for Dallas to win and you look at it and it, that's kind of been Andy Dalton's MO Andy Dalton is now 4-4 four and four as the Dallas Cowboys starting quarterback we did not get to see him finish the game the first game against Washington I think we all think though that the Cowboys probably were going to lose that game no matter what even though Ben DiNucci had to come in we did not get to see Andy Dalton play against the Eagles the first time around because Ben DiNucci had to play because Andy Dalton was still dealing with his concussion he would go on the COVID list as we know but 4-4 four and four from your backup quarterback I mean is Andy Dalton the best quarterback in the world? No. Is he, you know, starting caliber? I don't know. Depends how you define that. I mean, um, if Mitchell Trubisky is a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL, I know the Bears played well today. Uh, but if he is, then I think Andy Dalton is. I think Andy Dalton is kind of your classic, ideal version of a backup quarterback coming in and, and again, winning four of the team's last six games. And that was really where we got to see Andy Dalton. And, and we've talked about this before, but I maintain Early on, Andy Dalton's first start for the Cowboys was a Monday night football game against the Arizona Cardinals. We now know that that Cardinals team, I know that they lost on Saturday to the 49ers, who the Cowboys beat themselves last week, but that Cardinals team we have seen have some swings, and especially at that moment in time, they were really starting that peak, and and maybe they kind of fizzled out a little bit with that Hail Mary touchdown against the Buffalo Bills a few weeks ago, but the point is the Cardinals can be potent, and we saw that, and I think there's a lot to the fact that the Cowboys were still dealing with the loss of Dak Prescott, and, and that was a huge factor, and so Cowboys lose to Arizona, Andy Dalton's first start. Okay, what's next? Cowboys go to Washington. And not only does Washington have an extremely stout defensive line, but the Cowboys are playing without all of their offensive linemen. They're playing without Zach Martin in that game. And so Washington, what happens? They take advantage of it. And we talked a lot, obviously, about how no Cowboy went to defend Andy Dalton when he got hit and he was hurt on the ground. And I think that that mentality changed. And so Andy Dalton's next start was coming out of the bye when everybody wanted to see Mike McCarthy stick with Garrett Gilbert because the Cowboys had played competitively against the 
Pittsburgh Steelers two weeks prior. What happened? Andy Dalton's Cowboys went to Minnesota. I know not a great team. Obviously not going to be in the playoffs themselves. Got a nice win. Okay, what happens after that? You get some positive momentum. You lose to Washington on Thanksgiving. You lose to the Ravens, who I talked about again earlier, starting to kind of find themselves at that moment in time. We would see them on Monday Night Football themselves against the Browns. Since then, though, and I know that these teams are not high quality, but still wins are wins in the NFL, um, as, as much of a trope as that is. The Dallas Cowboys beating the Cincinnati Bengals. Andy Dalton's former team, that's that's worth mentioning. The Cowboys beating the San Francisco 49ers, who the Arizona Cardinals could not beat themselves. And of course, on Sunday, beating the Philadelphia Eagles, winning four of their last six. I think that's impressive. I, I, I do. Um, I think that that is... You know, does that mean that Mike McCarthy is the best coach in the world? No, it doesn't. Does it mean that everything's perfect, everything's fine, everything's hunky-dory? No, uh, but it means that there is something to something to be proud of, something to pay attention to, something to take towards the future, something to build off of. And I know we've talked about team tank, team tank, team tank, and the Cowboys have kind of played themselves out, certainly of a top five pick at this point. I mean, with six wins, you're now talking about the maybe double-digit range. And if you wind up winning the division, you're going to be picking 19th at minimum. And so at this point, you know, um, uh, after the Cowboys lost to Washington, I did a special episode of a different podcast I host, the SB Nation NFL Show, with Brandon Lee Gatton, who actually runs our Philadelphia Eagles side. So T's and P's to you, BLG. I know it's a rough time uh, losing to the Cowboys, but. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Brandon and I talked about at that point after the Cowboys had gotten housed by Washington on Thanksgiving about which teams we would want to see win the NFC East, which teams would would hurt our teams the least. And so if you're talking about from a Cowboys fan's perspective, what what team winning the NFC East would be best, I think Washington's the example because – they have a great defense. You look at their quarterback problems. Obviously, Alex Smith is not a long-term option. Great story, comeback player of the year. And Dwayne Haskins, certainly not the guy getting benched on Sunday. And then apparently, I saw right before we started the stream and recording here, um, not even answering questions in front of the media. So a lot going on there. And so I don't want to see that team end up with a franchise quarterback. Now, if the Cowboys can wind up winning the division, I do think that there is some legitimately positive momentum to that. They will probably host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the first round of the playoffs. They will probably lose. But you talk about a culture that's starting to get built, starting to have some successes, starting to feel like they are different. Things aren't going to go the same way they used to go before. When you get everybody back, it's going to be a, a different set of circumstances. And I think that that's worth pursuing. And so kudos to Mike McCarthy for finding a way to power through. I do winners and losers every week after the Cowboys win over at blogging the boys.com. 
NFL.com. Lately, we've been doing only winners since the Cowboys have been winning. Again, winners of three in a row, which, by the way, means for the third week in a row, Monday is Victory Polo Monday. But um, one of the people who has really kind of been part of the team's resurgence has been our star of the game. That's right. Congratulations to Dallas Cowboys defensive end Randy Gregory. An incredible story in his own right. If not for Alex Smith, I think Randy would be in the running for comeback player of the year here in 2020. But Randy balled out. Absolutely went out of his mind on Sunday against Philadelphia. Michael Gallup was in contention to win this, if I'm being totally honest with you. But Randy Gregory, it's just so difficult to do what he did defensively on Sunday night. Three forced fumbles. Tree, trace, three, a hat trick's worth of forced fumbles for Randy Gregory. Certainly an impressive outing. One and a half sacks, and he had an impressive pass deflection in the middle of all that. So congratulations to Randy Gregory. Certainly one of the highest honors that an NFL player can achieve, being awarded the star of the game by blogging the boys. And those are the types of things we're seeing, right? I mean, we're seeing things kind of click, things come together, things work for the Cowboys that we hadn't been seeing before. And that's nice. That's entertaining. I mean, it's Christmas. And if you join the stream later or whatever the case may be, we hope you had a very Merry Christmas. We hope Whatever you ate was great. We hope if you got some presents, they were great. And we hope that – see, my, my thing has always been if the Cowboys are competitive around the time you're doing your Christmas shopping, that's fun, right? Like at the end of the day, we all want to see the Cowboys win. We all want to see the Cowboys win the Super Bowls and et cetera, et cetera. But we want to be entertained. We want to have fun. And this game against the Eagles was fun. If you can kick the Eagles' ass and end their season, that is fun no matter what the situation around the season is. And so this was a lot of fun. Now, Jimmy Vasquez on YouTube says both NFC East games are at 12 Central next week. Wonder if they will flex one of them. Here is how Week 17 works. In fact, let's start talking about Week 17. Let's move on to the remaining schedule for the entire NFC East. If you did not know this, um, Week 17 is full of divisional games. Every game in Week 17 is a divisional game. It's been that way since like, I don't know, maybe 2008-ish. Um, and the reason for this is what we're talking about. The NFL wants to have drama, wants to have storylines. And obviously, generally, you have division titles up for grabs and this team has to beat that team or that team has to beat this team or whatever the case may be. So week 17 is always divisional games. And until we get to week 17, every game is scheduled for noon. If you look at the entire week 17 schedule right now, you will see that all 16 games are scheduled for for noon. The reason for that is the NFL holds off and they wait until the week and they tell you after the week starts, like on Monday or Tuesday, which games they're going to put at 3 o'clock, which game they're going to put on Sunday Night Football, because they want to save the juiciest storylines for later in the day, and certainly the biggest prime time slot for the game that has the most storylines hinging on it. Now, if I was a betting man, that uh, we did have a situation before Sunday started where it looked like the Steelers and Browns are going to end up in that nighttime slot, because that could have been a game that they're going to play for the AFC North, but that game needed the Steelers to lose on Sunday to the Colts and the Browns to win on Sunday against the Jets. Neither of those things happened. The Steelers beat the Colts. They are AFC North champions. The Browns lost to the Jets, on and on and on. So I think it is possible because let's take a look at this here in terms of what is going to happen here. The Dallas Cowboys will win the NFC East themselves. If they win in week 17, they win on the road against the New York Giants. And if the Philadelphia Eagles, the team that the Cowboys just beat, beat the Washington football team. So both of those things have to happen. The Cowboys have to win and the Eagles have to beat the Washington football team. So because of this, Washington is obviously the team that controls their own fate more than anybody else. The Cowboys don't control their own fate because they have to have Washington lose. And by the way, if Washington loses, if Dallas gets what they need and the Cowboys lose, that means the Giants would have won. That means the Giants themselves win the NFC East. The Philadelphia Eagles 
Bengals are the only team that cannot win the NFC East at this point. It comes down to Washington. If they lose, it is the winner of the Dallas-New York game. So if I had to bet, I would assume that the Cowboys-Giants game gets flexed to the afternoon slot, 3 o'clock, 4 p.m. Eastern, if you're on the East Coast, wherever you are, certainly. But the later half of Sunday's games, and I would imagine, just based on the way things are kind of going right now, that this Philly-Washington game is maybe the Sunday night football game because you're talking about a team in the Washington football team that controls their own destiny. You're talking about a young rising star in Jalen Hurts in Philly. You've got all that action. You know, we haven't really gotten a chance to see Jalen Hurts on a national scale. That game against the Saints, that game against the Cardinals, obviously this game against the Cowboys, those were afternoon games, not primetime. So I could see the NFL doing that, which would mean that we would all be rooting for the Cowboys to beat the Giants, obviously. When that game ended, we were sitting here on the post game. We would be watching, obviously, with bated breath, waiting for the Washington football team to lose. And if they lost, Cowboys get some shirts, get some caps, and they are NFC East champions. But like I said, they had to get that help, or they have to rather get that help next week, but they did have to get some help on Sunday. Big time thank you. Everybody give a round of applause. Big time thank you to the Carolina Panthers. That's right. When this week started, week 16, the Dallas Cowboys needed four things to go their way. Four games. They had to win their two games. They had to beat the Eagles, which they did, check, and they have to beat the Giants. We still know that. We just went over that. They obviously need the Washington football team to lose next week against the Eagles, but before that even happened, we needed the Washington football team to lose on Sunday to the Carolina Panthers. Shout out, Matt Rule. Shout out, Teddy Bridgewater. Shout out, Christian McCaffrey, even though he didn't play. Shout out, Mike Davis. Shout out, everybody on the Carolina Panthers. Keep pounding, baby, because the Panthers Panthers beat the Washington football team 20 to 13. It remains to be seen whether Alex Smith will play at quarterback for Washington in week 17. Obviously, that changes the discussion very much. It's worth mentioning that the Eagles beat Washington, or rather, excuse me, Washington beat the Eagles in week one of the season. So, um, you know, it's been done before. We will see. That was not an Alex Smith team, by the way. That was Dwayne Haskins' Washington football team that beat the Philadelphia Eagles. So we will see um, if, uh, you know, if the Cowboys are able to ultimately get the help that they need. If they do, if the Cowboys get the help that they need, they will obviously have a home playoff game because they will be division champions. The Dallas Cowboys might have a home playoff game. It's really crazy to think about. It's absurd. It's nuts. Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of 2020 in a nutshell. Daniel on YouTube says, RJ, if Dak could play, would Dak be eligible to start in the playoffs? He would not. I like where your head's at, but it just would not happen. I remember when he first got hurt, this thought was out there that maybe if the Cowboys wound up in the Super Bowl that you know, Dak could come back as cool as it would be. It's not going to happen. Uh, but you know, it, it would be legitimate or it would be cool. Not legitimate. It would be sweet. But, um, look, this is fun. I'm having fun. I hope you're having fun because the Cowboys won. The Cowboys beat the Philadelphia Eagles. The Dallas Cowboys are alive. I mean, you know, how, how conceivable was this on Thanksgiving, right? I mean, we're talking here a few days after Christmas, two days after Christmas, the last major holiday was Thanksgiving. When Thanksgiving ended, it was rough. It looked bad. I mean, it it was, we thought the Cowboys franchise and organization was broken, was dysfunctional. And a lot of the things that were true then are still true now. The Dallas Cowboys need to do a lot of looking in the mirror over the offseason. They have to figure a lot of things out. By no means are they perfect. But tonight, Today, this week, up until Sunday, is a time for celebration. It's a time to be happy. Like I said, we found out from the broadcast that Mike McCarthy did the watermelon thing this week. And maybe you think that's cheesy. Maybe you think it's weird. Maybe you think it's lame. But you know what I think? I think if it works, it's super cool. I have long said that if you can get 53 dudes in one locker room to believe that the sky is orange, 
Well, then guess what? The sky's orange because that's kind of the way this works. And I think that if you're looking for positives, if if you're, you know, if you're thinking, man, the Cowboys are six and nine, like, what does this even really mean for them? What does this mean for the future? Yeah, cool. They're going to get blown out by Tom Brady in the playoffs. Okay, so what? They are a team that has banded together in spite of a number of obstacles. They have lost their starting quarterback. They have lost their starting offensive tackles. They were without Leighton Vanderish in this game. They have one of the worst defenses to ever live. They have a back quarterback that was you know disregarded by his former team after almost a decade of playing for them yes they have some positive things like the one of the best wide receiver groups in the NFL but they found a way to stick together and to get it done and I think that that's worth a round of applause I mean and you know what you know look we had a big conversation last week about Tony Pollard and obviously he looked really great and I think Tony Pollard looked solid in spurts on Sunday against the Eagles but Ezekiel Elliott I will give him a lot of props Zeke had his best game in some time. I, I cannot remember the last time. And look, you can look at the numbers of it all, etc. But Zeke really just played incredibly against the Eagles. Zeke was a huge reason why the Cowboys won. Obviously, so much of this is finicky and so much of this is unpredictable and so much of this is kind of week to week. But on Sunday against the Philadelphia Eagles, Ezekiel Elliott was one of the best and most important players of the Dallas Cowboys. And he was a huge reason why they won. And, you know, we haven't talked a lot about him, but shout out, just big time round of applause to Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton has four wins as a starting quarterback in 2020. Carson Wentz has three wins as a starting quarterback in 2020. Who would have ever thought that that was going to happen? I mean, honestly. But the fact remains that Andy Dalton has been the ideal quarterback for the Cowboys. He's been through a lot, certainly himself. And I think that Andy Dalton deserves a lot of praise. I think he has played himself at the very least into a very interesting contract in 2021. I don't know who that's with. I don't know what, what the situation is, you know. I think it all depends, obviously, on the way free agency kind of shakes itself out, how the draft goes, which teams end up with quarterbacks, etc. There were some reports back in the offseason that the New York Jets were interested in Dalton. Maybe if the Jets do draft a quarterback at number two overall, maybe say Justin Fields, whatever, maybe they want a Dalton in if they let go of Sam Darnold to kind of just be the bridge, start a couple of games before Fields is ready, who knows. Uh, but this, you know, look, happy for Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton has kind of done exactly what he's been asked to do, and that is really respectable. The Dallas Cowboys are six and nine. Who would have ever thought they would have had six wins? It's kind of crazy and kind of unbelievable and kind of unpredictable, but that's the magic of the NFL. That's the magic of this time of year. Again, we're talking about an NFL Sunday where the Browns lost to the Jets, where the Chiefs almost lost to the Falcons. I mean, it was a weird, crazy, wild, awesome, beautiful Sunday that followed an incredible Saturday, if I'm being honest. I know the Bucks blew out the Lions. I know the Cardinals lost, but that Dolphins-Raiders game was magnificent. And so to get this, it just, this has been a weird season, all right? <laughs> this has been a very, very weird season. And it has been a challenging season. And it's been a difficult season, and there's a lot that's gone into that, and there's a whole lot more. But this has been fun. I, we have had fun. The Dallas Cowboys have won three games in a row. Tell me you're not having fun. Even the most ardent team tankers, you got to smile. I mean, you, you got to acknowledge how ridiculously beautiful this is. The Dal I mean, as Daniel says on YouTube, the fact that we're even talking about playoffs with this record is just crazy insane. It is. It's absurd. It's stupid. It, isn't, it doesn't make any shred of sense yet. It is the NFL. Um, let's see here on uh, on YouTube. Sanusi, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, says they did not drop dead. They played to win with effort. 
Seriously, kudos to that. You know, Bob Sturm, the great Bob Sturm from The Ticket and The Athletic, wrote recently in The Athletic about, you know, you get it's easy for us to say tank, lose, get a top draft pick because we can, you know, we can sit here and we can talk about different draft prospects and we can do all the math and we can have fun and do a bunch of mock drafts and everything like that. That's fun. And so it's easy to sit here and say that, but it is super impressive. Even though the competition has not been high quality, I'll totally agree with you there that the Dallas Cowboys did not cave. They had every reason in the world to cave. They had every opportunity to sort of Chalk this season up to, look, man, we're without Dak, we're without Tyron, we're without Lyell, Leighton keeps getting hurt, obviously all this stuff's going on, we have a new head coach, everybody's saying this, everybody thinks we suck, the NFC East is terrible, even if we win it, who cares, whatever, they didn't say any of that, they said, no, 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 Miss Lippy, you hold on a second, we have some pride, we're going to play with it, and even if they lose, even if they win and Washington wins, they took it all the way to the 11th hour, and for that, I think, as football fans, as Cowboys fans we are all you know very grateful um so it has been a tumultuous it has been an adventurous it has been a calamity filled season a comedy filled season in many different ways we are promised only one more game of the 2020 dallas Cowboys season there is hope for games beyond that at least one game um but what we are promised right now is one more game all right, we have one more game to guarantee ourselves. Uh, excuse me, by the way, it is uh, Sanusi. Uh, I think I'm reading that phonetically correct. Thank you very much for the correction. Apologies there. We have one more game left, at the very least. And this has been a wonky season. This has been a rough season. It has been a frustrating season. But I promise you, I promise you this, in the middle of March, in the middle of June, even at the beginning of August, we will be saying like crazy, Man, what I would give to watch the Dallas Cowboys barely beat the San Francisco 49ers. Man, what I would give to watch the Dallas Cowboys get destroyed by the Cleveland Browns because there's nothing like football and there's nothing like the Dallas Cowboys. And on Sunday, the Dallas Cowboys ended the Philadelphia Eagles season and that is worth all the praise, all the hype, all the discussion in the world. And the future looks bright. I mean, CeeDee Lamb balled out. Trayvon Diggs got an interception again. Trayvon Diggs has three interceptions this season, which is the same amount of wins as Carson Wentz has as a starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, And so... Let's have fun. You know, let's let's have fun. And I promise you, we're not going anywhere. We get this question all the time. We're not going anywhere at Belonging the Boys. We'll be here in the offseason. We'll be here at free agency. We'll be here in the draft. We'll be here for training camp. And we'll do this whole thing again later in 2021 when that season starts. We are not going anywhere. We are here to talk about the Dallas Cowboys, the best team in the world as far as we're all concerned, our favorite team. And we're going to have a good time doing it. So make sure you subscribe to the Belonging the Boys podcast network so you hear all of our wonderful shows. We have an episode that drops every 12 hours because we know that things are always happening in the world of America's team. We are available on all major podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe right here to the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel so you don't miss any wonderful any one of our wonderful live shows, any one of our film reviews, game recaps, things like that. Make sure you have a great day. Uh, we have one more Cowboys game at the very least. Let's hold on to it. Let's cherish it. Let's enjoy it together. And let's hope and scream that there's a lot more beyond that. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys won 37-17. to They are 6-9. They are alive in the NFC East. Good times, man. Good times. Have a very happy Victory Polo Monday. If you uh, participate in Victory Polo Monday, whether it's a polo, a scarf, whatever, take a photo, tweet it at us, tag us on Instagram, at RGOchoa, at Blogging the Boys on Twitter, blogging.the.boys on the gram. Enjoy it.
enjoy it, enjoy it, and let's hope that there is more uh, to come. So that about does it for our official Dallas Cowboys post-game show here on the blog and the boys network. Uh, do me a favor. Do me just a huge favor. Have the absolute best Monday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.